Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover, and now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like Cashback Match, for instance. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, at long last, we did it, Tate. We have found a cool podcaster, and his name is Draymond Green. <laughs> oh my God, he did it. He defied he a lot. It. I, I don't know how he did it, but he did it. The century from us. We, we labeled him as a podcaster. We said he could never win because all podcasters are losers. <laughs> Draymond Green said, not today. I'm different. I will be spending the rest of my offseason uh, just just racking my brain trying to figure out if this was a work or a shoot from Draymond in the sense of uh, I really, really, really am starting to believe that he sucked ass to start these NBA finals on purpose. So that way he could play well. Mm. He, could, he could he could have his best game of the finals. Long con, as we like in, to call it on this. In show. Boston, Tate, in yeah. game six to clinch the NBA championship and then do a podcast after. It really is the long con. And I am going to uh, – it's going to take me a while to realize to, – to like suss out, like, did he do this on purpose? Mm. Was this just a convenient coincidence? I have no idea. But I do know the Golden State Warriors are NBA champions. Stop me if you've heard this before. Um, and, and Steph Curry might actually be him after all. (laughs) It turns out (laughs) number 30 might be him, which is great. Uh, you love to see that a lot of finals MVPs from my home state of North Carolina. We have four now. Um, so we add Steph Curry to the list. Very exciting times. Um, do you want to hear the four? Should I tell okay, you? Okay. Uh, let me. Okay. So Jordan's from Brooklyn. So that doesn't count. <laughs> um, st- Facts. <laughs> uh, Steph, MJ, you're going to count. Um, was wor- is Worthy from? MJ's teammate from Gastonia, North Carolina. He's from North Carolina. Yeah. And then I'm, I guess I'm blanking on the uh, who the fourth would be. Come on. We were in Boston tonight. Cornbread Maxwell. Oh, Cornbread. All right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There's your four. Um, Shout out to Brian Eyes for that stat. I like that. The Warriors are uh, the Warriors have won their fourth title in eight years. And uh, we're going to talk about it today. That's pretty much it. We're going to see wherever this thing goes. Uh, it was I, I, w- I was weirdly I, emotional is not the right word, Tate. But uh, it, it, there, there's something about watching. I felt this way when Kansas won, to be honest with you. Like watching teams win championships, uh, it it if it's not my team, I I kind of go into those those moments thinking, who cares? Like this literally happens every single year, and ho hum, I've seen this before. Uh, and then they pull out the trophy, and then you see guys like talking about what it means to them and all that sort of thing, and and suddenly I find myself caring in a way I didn't think I would. And that happened tonight. Like I, I was, I was sucked into the moment. I was, I was shaking my head like, damn, I can't believe these boys did it. I can't believe the, the ups and downs we've had with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and, and this core of guys, uh, you know, it's the whole thing. So I don't know. That's that, I guess that's just what we're going to do tonight is just talk through uh, what we're thinking and what we're the emotions, doing. the roller coaster, yeah. <laughs> all of it. It's all. Exciting. And uh, listen, man, we are, uh, they, they are, after all, the Golden State Warriors. They are not the San Francisco Warriors. They are not the mm-hmm. Oakland Warriors. Mm-hmm. Tate and I are Golden Staters. So, in a way, we kind of won a title. Right? <laughs> yeah, they, congratulations to all, our, <laughs> all of our mini Californians. You did it. <laughs> all the Californians are champions, especially those in L.A. I'm sure all of the Lakers fans are actually really happy that the Warriors won. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about Steph Curry. We're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors. But first. Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical 
All right, uh, Tate, I will let you uh, start us off. I'll let you get the, the opening word because, uh, yeah, as you said, Steph Curry is from your home state. Uh, Steph Curry, once upon a time, retweeted you. Um, follows this, me. This you, is, follow, you ooh, this. That's right. That's right. Um, we are North we, Carolina we, brethren. We, we both like the Carolina Panthers. We did talk about that after, uh, was it game one where you said, I need to I need to start tweeting I started flooding. About- I've been flooding <laughs> it with propaganda for weeks now, and thank God it worked out. Um, well, with that in mind, I will, I will let you have the floor. You can, you can say whatever you want to say about, uh, Steph Curry. Finally, at long last, officially being named MVP MVP. by the National Basketball Association, uh, of the NBA finals. He finally won his NBA finals MVP. It took God seven days to make the earth. Uh, I think he rested on the seventh day. It took Steph Curry seven years to finally get the recognition that I think that he started and was due to serve in 2015. So um, this is the only stat and the only thing that I wanted to read because I think it contextualizes the dominance of Steph Curry, right? Curry is only the eighth player in history with six finals appearances, multiple MVPs, and that club includes Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, and LeBron James. Now, the reason why Curry is interesting here, he's the only member under 6'6". And that is why he is so fascinating, right? Because every single time we talk about dominance, we talk about the big guys. And it's always about the bigs. And no matter what, we we try to you know frame how we love guards. But there's really only one guard that's ever been able to be a small and dominate. And his name was Isaiah Thomas. And you uh-huh. know this because your dad is a Hoosier who saw Isaiah Thomas dominate. But he's the only little guy that has ever dominated. And the next little guy to do that was a, a kid out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The other Isaiah Thomas for like three months. <laughs> until the doctors lied to him. Yeah, yeah. Until the doctors lied to him. Um, <laughs> but Steph Curry is that guy. He is him. He is the only member of that club. And, and you look at those players, right? I mean, those are really... The, when we talk about one of those ones or one of them ones, I think those are the ones, right? That list of guys. Yeah. Steph Curry is in that group. And, and there's no... There's no, uh, you know, kind of footnote for it anymore. There was always the footnote of, yeah, Steph Curry's a three-time champ, but he wouldn't have won two of those without Kevin Durant. Right. The first one, he got lucky that Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt in 2016. That was the real, ver- you know what I mean? There was always the caveats. Yeah, like, if, if I was... I think we finally got rid of the caveats. As an outsider, uh, my, my read on what the narratives around Steph or what the haters might have said was that uh, in 2015... As Steph like really emerged, and and he he didn't. I mean, I, we got to be careful how we talk about the guy because like he he's certainly an underdog in some ways, but he's also uh, he he's got this like mysticism around him. Like he he isn't the son of a a longtime NBA vet yeah. and that played against Michael Jordan. Yeah, he, and wasn't groomed was by Vince Carter up in Toronto. Yes, there was a lot of. There's a lot of and, fortuitous things that happen. Yeah. And we talk about him like he wasn't like an, an, an insane college player that that almost carried Davidson to the Final Four was you know was uh, um, one shot away from that was that to tie it or to to win it would that have won it if uh, the, the I think Kansas it would have won it right he didn't he, didn't, he passed the, he passed it up right in 08? Yeah. He, he passed it was the right play he he was it like was I'm right, just, yeah I'm just a kid from Akron I make um, the so, but but sometimes when you talk about Steph, there's there's uh, there's like a tone to it as though he was undrafted. He spent like three years in the G League. Finally, the Warriors like he's Max Struess or something. Yeah, or Juan Toscano Anderson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not quite that. He's not quite an underdog. But when like Steph like really emerged, obviously it was 2014, 15, um, when when he quote unquote changed basketball forever. Um, 
even even when when uh, the Warriors went in 2015, you could you could make a case that it was like a gimmicky sort of thing. You know, like at that time, if if the Warriors never won another title, was 2015 a gimmick? Was like you know having these two guys that just jack up a bunch of threes? Um, at, at the time, I remember vividly uh, everyone the, the the maybe not everyone, but the 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 prevailing thought seemed to be that jump shooting teams can't win NBA championships. That certainly. I mean, was, was we remember Charles dog. Barkley in 2015 yeah. going on TNT and saying, look, y'all might like these kids. I think they're a fun group, but we all know they're not going to win the title. That's why Charles <laughs> is still like, like Chuck's just going down with the ship at this point. Right. Like his yeah, anti he's right. Yeah, Typically he's, he's, he is. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when they went in 2015, I guess you could say it was a gimmick. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it, but you know, maybe that was the haters. Well, the haters will be like that. You got lucky. Like you were shooting a bunch of threes. You made them. Congrats. You're a make shots team. You're not actually a good team. You're just a make shots team. Then they went to with Kevin Durant and it's like, well, I mean, at, at this point you're just cheating. Like you, you choked against the, uh, against the Cavs in 2016. So now you cheat and you get Kevin Durant. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not impressed by either one of those. And then the Warriors, um, they were literally the worst team in the league, right? Mm. Was that a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah, and it looks like the bottom's completely fallen off. And and we they, knew that- they got the number two pick in the draft. They got James Wiseman. Right. They almost could have had Lamelo Ball, right? I mean, Lamelo Ball in theory could be on the Golden State's bench as the second. He could be Jordan Poole, right? I mean, that could be their backup point guard, All Star Lamelo Ball. I mean, <laughs> that is pretty crazy be. to think about. Yeah. Um, so I, I, if if I was, uh, you know, assigning, I, I don't know what the psychological word is. is it projecting was, is it, is it, uh, whatever? If if I, as I'm watching Steph Curry, if I'm like assigning feelings to him that he didn't necessarily say this is going through his head, but like this is what I interpreted watching him bawling his eyes out, which like in that moment immediately as as the game's winding down and there's uh, and, and there's still 2.7 seconds left and Steph falls to the ground crying and then he realizes I got to stand back up and finish out the game and then yeah he starts crying uh in that moment I was a little surprised because um you know the man's won three titles he's he's done it all like what what is there left for him to be emotional about um but but I think like beyond finally securing an NBA Finals MVP and, and putting that individual chatter to rest I think like the entire the, the the Warriors dynasty was validated in a way maybe it had never been and and um that's not to say that like they they needed to win another one to be validated but after tonight nobody can say shit that's pretty much it and I and, yeah. I, and I think like that that's what I saw on Steph Curry bawling his eyes out was like he was like we we fought, like we everyone said we were done we couldn't actually do it the quote unquote real way which is like now the rest of the rest of the league is caught up to us now everyone else is shooting a ton of threes just like we do um now we're not the best team in the league anymore now you know like Giannis is, has burst onto the scene and Luca is, is emerging and and LeBron won't die yet and like there's so many better and Anthony options Davis, Anthony Davis is according to LeBron he is him so yes and yes LeBron's the second best player on his own team and uh, he's you know he's he's still at the peak but is of he's power. still the best player in the but league he's still the best player yeah. um but these are all the thoughts swirling in NBA chatter and, and, and the Warriors winning tonight, it shuts everything up, uh, both about Steph as an individual, about the team as a whole. Um, and I don't know. So that, so that was, the, I, I think that part hit me. I think there was like one of those things that it was like a no dub moment for me. Um, but I needed to see Steph Curry balling his eyes out for, to like register 
like, yeah, I guess like it, 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 it wasn't a, no one thought we could do this type situation. Cause I mean, for God's sake, you're the golden state warriors. You've won, you've won everything, but there was a little tinge of that. And, uh, that, that was my big takeaway. That, the, the moment for me was when we got the shot of Steph crying and in the same frame as Jordan Poole has the look on his face like, I'm going to get so turned at the club tonight. <laughs> you know? and James, and I was, James Wiseman's just like looking around yeah. like, I can't believe that I'm on this. Dude, team. I was dying. It was the tale of two hymns. It was it was Jordan Poole. was like, yeah, let's go. It's, and Jordan Poole in his head is just like thinking about the bitches at the club. Yes. And, and Steph said all he's thinking about is like his legacy and like Steph – Steph has a little like old man. Awesome people that said yeah. Aisha couldn't cook. He's like, I, <laughs> yeah. I proved that my wife can't cook. Steph is an old man in his rocking chair. Like Steph is Thanos, like staring at the sunset, just like I did it. It's done. Oh my god! And Jordan Poole is like, this is tight. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is sick. And the fact that we get to say Jordan Poole, NBA champion, we can say Jonathan Kaminga, NBA champion. Mm. I'm sure the G League Ignite will put that out in a press release soon. Moses, uh, Mo- Moses Moody, Mo- 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 Moody, Moses, Mo- Moses. Moses Mo- Moses Modi. I forgot about that, man. NBA that was, champion. What, what a great time. Kendrick we're going out of Kendrick Perkins. Oh, to, he's uh, got to beat a straw right now. That's That was the other funny part of this outcome, right, is the fact that, I mean, you watch the game, 14-2. to two, If you were sitting there with me, I would have probably hit you and said, <clears throat> might be game over here. You know what yeah, I mean? I think unfortunately, that's game. Celtics, yeah, I think the Boston Celtics went to the bench, and they were like, unfortunately for the Warriors, that's game. We're going to see you in the Bay. And the championship poise and the fact that, like, Steph Curry has been hitting the mouth. Draymond's been hitting the mouth. Clay's been hitting the mouth. And guess who hit him in the mouth? LeBron James. And Draymond said this before the game. He was like, yeah, I mean, I played against LeBron. So I, I am very happy that I'm not game planning for LeBron anymore. You know what I mean? So I, I in one sense, I think that helps validate the 2016 experience, right? Even in the loss and the 73 wins, right? I mean, you're playing against an all-time great player, right? Obviously, in LeBron James and that comeback and one of the greatest comebacks we've ever seen. So I just think it fe- it feels like a full circle thing. I think it also is great because it doesn't feel like when they won in 2015, it felt like, well, they better come back and win again in 2016. And when they lost in 2016, it was like Kevin Durant kind of ruined their redemption arc. Even though they did get redemption, they did win. It yeah. wasn't about the Warriors' redemption. It was about Kevin Durant going up against LeBron James, mano a mano, the best player in the league, taking on the second best player in the league. Meanwhile, the actual second best player in the league is also on the team, but we're acting like he's not anymore because right playing with Kevin Durant and all of the politics and the drama and we've talked about it at nauseum. And then it and then it like muddied the waters where like I I was left thinking that Durant was a Rod and Steph was Jeter. Yeah. And then I meant that as a, a compliment. Really. I meant that at com- as a compliment at first, and then like more time went by, and I was like, "That is so disrespectful to Steph," because <laughs> like Steph, Steph is actually good and doesn't just wear <laughs> pinstripes, you know. Like if Derek, G- <laughs> if Derek Jeter played his entire career for Cincinnati Reds, no one would give yeah. a shit about that guy. <laughs> well, it's like Derek Jeter if he hit dingers, right? It's like Derek yeah, Jeter sorry. if he wasn't just like an opposite base hitter, right? Uh, yeah, and a situational star, but. I mean, Derek Jeter is the only guy. Is Derek Jeter the only baseball player in the history of the sport to have that dog in him? <laughs> yeah, that like dog. that's how that's how like Yankees people talk about it. Was like he just wanted it more. And you're like, but it doesn't work that way in baseball. No, like, no it did with Jeter. He's well, a leader, he wanted more. Yeah, everybody, everybody can't lead like Jeter. That that was the problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bernie Williams wasn't gonna figure it out without Jeter. Uh, <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, the fact that we can enjoy Steph and talk about Steph's legacy separate of the Duran experience, I think that's the other yeah. part of this moment. And uh, and I think it's got to be, you know, I hope it is for Kevin at some level too, because if you're KD, you're like, okay, now we don't have to do the whole Steph and those guys had their own thing. I'm doing my own. I mean, I know this is not how it's going to happen, but you hope, you hope in a perfect world that we're no. past that period because that period was a dark time. It made no sense. It ruined competitive balance in the league. We all know that now upon reflection. And it's fun to see a group that plays team basketball get rewarded for that. Yep. And they played against a team that is the plagiarizers, right? They're a team that copycatted them. And it's better when the original version gets the credit as opposed to the copycatter. You know what I mean? And it's, I used to say that about Kobe and Jordan. A lot of kids my age were like, I love Kobe because that's who they watch. And I'm like, well, he's the copycatter. I mean, that's the real ones right here, Michael Jordan. So um, it's nice to see the real ones win. I uh, I, I want to talk about the Celtics in a second, but I, I want to save that because once I get started on that, I'm not going to want to stop. Um, Durant, Durant ruined the league. I've said this many times. I will continue to say this. I don't care how many times Durant, like I, I watched his David Letterman uh he, he, he was on the, the Letterman show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I, I watched that as well. And I watched that. And I want so badly to like Kevin Durant. I truly do. Because I do think he's like an interesting guy in uh, the sense that like a, he has off-court interests that are different than other NBA superstars. And like he he, he gets me there like 80% of the way when his, his whole point of view is I'm just like everyone else. Like I should be able to tweet at everybody, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of listening along and I'm like, okay, you're making great points. Um but then, like it, I, I, I can never, I, I will never, as a, as a basketball fan, ever forgive him. And, and I say this knowing full well that he doesn't need my forgiveness. And it's not like this man is losing a wink of sleep uh, and gives a damn what I think. But um, he ruined the NBA, Tate. He did, and, and, and it, was, it was, as you said, it was like a dark time for the Warriors. It was a dark time for the league to have Kevin. Like the, the redemption story we should have got did not exist. It was just hatred. It was, it was. Everything about to the point that like we it, it's like if Charles Barkley went to the Bulls, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like why what what is going on here? Why am I watching? This? this doesn't feel right. <laughs> I think tonight solidifies th- th- this. This was not a good night for Kevin Durant. This was a, this was a very oh, bad or Kyrie. Night. I mean, th- th- I think this is the horrible. Well, I actually think weirdly enough, I think this is a good night for Kyrie because like you're watching Boston to the Celtics. He's like they need a star. Yeah, well, the, they need the Celtics. Me. I mean, like, wouldn't it be nice if the Celtics had a guy who could handle the ball? Yeah. <laughs> like one nice guy, who, point guard. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice yeah. to have a point guard who could dribble? What happened to Dennis Schroeder? Right? Why didn't he just like yeah. stick around? Right? Wouldn't this be the perfect time to have him? Um. So I I, I have a couple. Uh, here's what's next moves. So Kevin Durant is it is th- th- this was terrible for Kevin Durant's legacy tonight because okay. this is his his. His rings are worth. I'm listening. He has, he has, he has zero rings. Let the up. Someone update his Wikipedia. This man has never won an NBA championship. It didn't. It doesn't count. Um, he's he's ringless. (laughs) Update. Um, he has one path forward. That's it. He has one path forward to get uh, guys like me that think that he ruined the league and that he's you know uh uh, i I don't want to be too harsh on i'm trying not to swear as much my mom and dad keep telling me i swear too much on the show so uh but he's he's a b-word tate you know what b-word i'm talking about yeah you know the b-word um a bad guy bad guy (laughs) are you saying bad or bag um the only move forward kevin durant is to go to the seattle supersonics when they come back in two years and that's it and, and he like doesn't that. have to win a title i think he just goes i think he just he says back. in says, fact this is my home this is where I was yes, this is to be. my home you guys actually took my home away from me yes yes 
And like all these weird decisions I've made in my career where I've, I've joined the Warriors and then I've, uh, I guess there's not really that many weird decisions, but <laughs> that one weird decision when I ruined the league, that was because I, I was lost at, in the wilderness, you know, like I, th- th- this was not my fault. I take full responsibility. It was not my fault. Mm-hmm. He goes back to Seattle. In fact, if he like, if he led the charge to bring the Sonics back, I don't think, I don't think uh, the Seattle needs his help. I think they're going to get a team either way, but if he gets out in front of it and is just like, if, if, if the if Seattle gets a team, I will go to the Sonics. I will sign with the Sonics immediately. And then he does. Yeah. That makes him a good guy. The other thing I was thinking is, so Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant kills the league. Kevin Durant leaves uh, uh, Golden State. Golden State has not won their first championship without Kevin. It's in the post-Kevin Durant uh, era of Golden State Warriors. And tonight, Tate, the, the man who was handing them the trophy was not Adam Silver. Adam Silver is out with COVID, as we know. Um, it was Mark Tatum. Uh, Tate him, Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, any relation mm-hmm. to Jason? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mark Tatum, dude, I gotta say, had a little bit of charisma. I like this guy on the lottery show. I like him in the second yeah. round of the draft. And I was thinking to myself, if You're there's, Tate. if You're it's not, Tatum. if it's not Kevin Durant who has ruined the NBA in my eyes, mm-hmm. it's Adam Silver. Is this is the move now? Was, was this like an act of God giving Adam Silver COVID so that he could not hand the trophy to Steph Curry? And what we saw by Mark Tatum handing the trophy to Steph Curry was basically like clarity. It, it was just the picture became clear that we got to get rid of Adam Silver and we got to get rid of Kevin Durant. And like this, this is the new era. Like let's move forward, put Mark Tatum in the big boy chair, yeah. and let's go. That, that Those are my two thoughts. It was like Kevin Durant – I You're like at that. the lowest point. You got to figure out what's next. And also, this might be a great time for Adam Silver to uh, to do like what Brad Stevens did, where it's like give himself a promotion, like like declare yourself emperor of the <laughs> NBA now. Mm-hmm. But then Mark Tate Mark Tatum actually becomes the commissioner of the NBA. I like Adam that. Silver says, "I got a promotion." It's, it's like, like when you become president of basketball operations and then you hire a GM. You're like, yes, thought- yes, yeah. <laughs> you're like, wait a second. I, I thought I thought you were doing things here, but no, you're not. And I like what you're talking about. You're talking about two number twos, right? Uh, Adam Silver. His last name is literally Silver. He's number yep, two. Great point. A uh, great point, right? And then great Kevin point. Durant, who's always been number two, number two pick, number two player behind LeBron, yep. all that sort of stuff. And now the NBA to make money needs. two Two new franchises. Ooh. Number one franchise, Las Vegas, a.k.a. the LeBrons. Give them yep. to LeBron. LeBron, you got to go play there, though. That is part of the stipulation. This is what we call Michael Jordan moron mountain treatment. This is what he had to do <laughs> with the Washington Wizards. So you're going to have to go and play with Las Vegas. That's going to be your job. You're going to be there with Asia Wilson. That's going to be fun. You're right. Two years from now, this is all in the twos. Yep. And also two years from now, we're adding a second team. We're going to Seattle. And we have a choice, Kevin Durant. You can either take the Brooklyn Nets to Seattle with you. The Seattle Nets. <laughs> the Seattle Nets. <laughs> or... You can get a new franchise, and we can expand, and we keep what we got. So yeah. uh, I'm 100% with it. I think that's the best-case scenario. And the NBA obviously wants to stay in the business of Kevin Durant and in the business of LeBron James. But the basketball has dictated that the business moves on to two faces of the league, and I think it's pretty obvious right now. The defending champion, Steph Curry, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And if you yep. are Mark Tatum, a.k.a. the future commissioner, a.k.a. the future emperor of basketball, you say to yourself, what do the people want to see? They want to see size and force versus mm. skill. Mm. And we're going to see if Charles Barkley was right after all because sometimes shooting teams don't win, especially when they play against a team that has a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo. So 
I think that's where we're moving towards. Let's let LeBron, let's let Kevin Durant move into the ownership. Let's let them move into the business side, right, of their lives. That's what they are all about, right? The, the brand, the business, all that. And let's let the basketball dictate the NBA again. Steph Curry versus Giannis Antetokounmpo. Speaking of uh, LeBron and the, hey, the Celtics team in there, too. <laughs> yeah, last thought, and then we're going to talk about the Celtics. Uh, speaking of LeBron and the business side, did I, 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 I forgot to bring this up on the show, but... It, were your alarm bells going off that LeBron James and Tiger Woods were both declared billionaires within the same, within yeah. like three days of each other? Well, what the LeBron, hell was that? There's the, no way. Like, what? That's one of the wildest. And they're both, first of all, they're both born on the same, they have the same birthday, not the same year, I don't think, but December 30th, right? They're both December 30th. Yeah. That's weird enough. And mm-hmm. then these dudes became billionaires like 72 hours apart from each other. Uh, what? I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on that one. Yeah, because I think LeBron, and, and shout out to LeBron, shout out to the PR, shout out to the spin. Um, LeBron had, like, there are check marks in the content calendar of LeBron's, you know, you know, business ventures, right? And, like, last week it was Hustle Premiere, right? Executive produced mm-hmm. by LeBron. And and then the next week was Announce I'm a Billionaire because that was the, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was, like, got to hit that mark. And, and announce it during the NBA Finals. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think what happened was when he announced that he was a billionaire, sure, you could, you know, add up the assets and yes that probably equates to a billion dollars the valuation but i think when he did that nike obviously is paying tiger woods more money so when when oh, that happened yeah. they were like it's so fact though if lebron is a is a billionaire then that means tiger has to be a billionaire but i think the accounting was late right so i think that they were thought they thought they were fine and then tiger woods was sitting at home he was like oh wait a tick uh Tiger's like, I didn't know that was something we announced. Are we yeah, supposed to yeah. announce that? Like, announce that then. Fine. He's like, on the phone with it. Oprah. He's like, hey, am I supposed to put this out? <laughs> yes, Tiger, put it out. <laughs> so I think that's how that happened. I think it was more LeBron was was it was a planned announcement. They were ready for the time. Um, number it one, was, the, the, the timing was all right now. Hustle. The, the tiger, the tiger part was weird too because uh, of all the live uh, discussions going on and. Because he was offered a billion dollars to go to yeah, live. Yeah, was like, see, how did Tiger turn down a billion? He was like, because I got a billion. That's how well, I Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. But but it's like PR people, uh, when Dustin Johnson got offered $125 million, yeah. they, boy, they did a great job of hammering that that's more than Tiger's ever made on course. And you're like, yeah. oh my God. $121 Tiger... million for Tiger, yeah. You're, wow, you're like, Damn, Tiger's a broke boy. Yeah, Tiger's a broke boy. <laughs> Is Tiger like the, the ninth richest golfer? In, in in the history of the sport is that what and oh nope nope it says here he's a billionaire okay cool very good all right don't have to worry about tiger um moving on back to to the actual uh should basketball we, should we talk to the, talk about the celtics we should talk about back. the celtics we have uh, congratulations to the golden state warriors let's talk let's talk about the better team in this series the boston celtics the Ooh. team that uh uh despite being the better team um <laughs> I really do. I I really truly do think that the Boston Celtics were the better team, and I do think yeah. that uh, the Celtics, when you have twenty one plus turnovers, I mean, what do you expect? I think that if if I was a Celtics fan, I would be absolutely disgusted. Obviously, I the, the, no part of me would be like it was cool that we made it. It's cool that these guys are young. It's we'll be back because I got news for you. Tate. I don't think the Celtics are going to be back. Yeah, Chris Middleton isn't going to be hurt every year. Yeah. I don't. I don't think the Celtics. I think this was their opportunity. They. I, they could get back to the finals. I get. They could be back to the final. I but that, boy, I I don't I don't see a path where like this core of Celtics players is ever going to be the favorite to win an NBA championship again. And they were the yeah. favorites. They and were we, definitely the favorites. They were the favorites, and they were yes. the better team, as you said. They and, were the better team. 
And we learn, and obviously when we get to the finals, we always learn that the best player on the court kind of, you know, as stupid as it is, kind of has something to say there. And the problem with the Boston Celtics has always been trying to figure out who is him, who is that yes. guy. And I don't think we got any closer to that. We, we got no closer. We got, we got more into what we saw November, December before they flipped the switch, right, and bought into Ime Udoka. And I think Ime did a great job, and I think he kept answering the questions right. He's like, stop turning the ball over and well, get these guys grills. And they continued to drive into traffic, and they continued to look for fouls. And by they, I mean Tatum. I mean, Tatum yeah. had to be better. That that was just the facts. And he was against the Bucks. That's why they beat the Bucks. He had 46 against the Bucks in Milwaukee. That's the kind of game he had to have. And I mean, Andrew Wiggins did a great job. I mean, that's that's first and foremost. You have to give Wiggins credit. But also, if you're Jason Tatum, at some level, you got to be better, man. You know, if you're really him, you got to be better. And you know, I think this is only this 21 is, years old. This is what I learned from the Celtics. And he's only 21 years old. <laughs> what what I what I learned from the Celtics is that Jalen Brown is him on yeah, this team. I agree with that. But Jason Tatum is slightly more talented and yeah. that's that 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 creates a lot of problems. And Jason Tatum's the face of the franchise and Jason Tatum's the anointed uh king of Boston and all of this other stuff. But Jalen Brown is actually him. Mm-hmm. Um but Jalen Brown can't dribble and has a little bit of his own Achilles heels. Uh and that's that's just a complicated mess that they find themselves in. I I it, I, I I guess like how many more games would we watch the Warriors uh, run away against the Celtics where I would keep saying that the Celtics are the better team? I really do think the Celtics quit, and I'm, I'm not trying to pile on. They they 100% like quit on this series. That uh, I, I think Steph in game four ripped their hearts out. Game mm-hmm. five, they're like, we, we have a chance um, if if we can limit Steph. They were limiting Steph, but they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't figure anything it. else out. Yeah. yeah. And and at that point they were done. And I I was actually very very surprised at what transpired tonight. I, I really thought the Celtics were going to have more heart. I really thought, um, you know, at a certain point this isn't like a weightlifting competition. You can't just grit your teeth and like want it really badly and and that like you know pumps some more adrenaline into your veins and makes you achieve the result. Like you have to actually be talented and actually make good decisions and stuff. Um, but I, I, the, I, it definitely felt like the Celtics quit, and and I, it, it seemed like the fans felt the same way because they were getting booed like crazy, which I found pretty surprising. Um, or maybe the, the fans were booing themselves because the Celtics were the better team, Tate. And I thought about this. They lost two home games. So how does the better team in the series lose twice at home? Because you would think like the home crowd would would provide some juice and get behind their boys and, and carry them across the finish line. Uh, is that an NBA Finals record, by the way? Is losing two home games – <laughs> a record i mean it's, it's got a tie for the record has anyone ever lost three home games in an nba finals i don't think so so this is this is a record setting performance by this boston crowd and uh i think maybe maybe we start there maybe we point the finger at the uh, boston fans that they simply weren't good enough either you know yeah you simply you simply weren't good enough and also i mean this is the only team other than magic johnson and the lakers to beat you on your home court right so this goes all the way back to if you watch winning time and you think about the the you know whatever you want to call it, of Red Auerbach, the braggadocio, whatever, the hubris, and him talking, you know, to, to Dr. Buss, and, you know, this is Boston, this is what we do. And you think that's the only team with Magic Johnson, with the talent of Magic Johnson, a guy's a rookie that goes and wins a finals MVP, you know, playing a different position. That's the only guy who's ever won in Boston, and then Steph Curry does that. And for most people, like Michael Wilbons of the world and Mad Dogs of the world, when they talk about the, the best point guard right they're probably going to say magic johnson 
But the only mm-hmm. other person that did that is Steph Curry. And for most modern people, they're going to say Steph Curry. And now they have this common bond. And the bond is beating Boston in the NBA Finals on their on their home court. And I think that, to me, it was like the, the kind of crazy, weird, full circle part of this. And it goes back to what you're saying. These Boston fans aren't built like they used to be, right? I they're mean, just not. They're simply they're not, not built no, the same, yeah. right? That's like, okay. It's not the 80s and the 90s, right? They're just not yeah. the same level of fans that they once were, you know? So it's okay. But it's not. Boston, ba- Boston fans, it's not your fault. Like, if you're listening, it's not your fault. Hey, it's not your fault. Not your fault. It's, the, it's the times we're living in. You're just you're a little softer than you used to be. Um, you're, you're not as good. You, you got, you got carried. Like, great. What do they say? Like, good times make soft people or whatever, you know? Like, like you, you won too many championships. You got soft as a city. And, and that, that is what it is. And, and. Boston just doesn't have good fans. And I think that we saw that in this series um, and that's okay. But it, it, was, it was a little disappointing for, uh, you know, guys like you and I, that, that are uh, true historians of the game, Tate, that, that we know what the garden used to be. And to see, yeah. to see a team, a lesser team go into Boston and win the finals game. Um, and, and for Draymond to, <laughs> for Draymond to have the game, Draymond, he did. Man. For the fact that he had oh two my God. game and so he hit funny. one. He had one pretty crucial, like top of the key jumper after Grant Williams got in his grill a little bit and was saying some, you know, very profane things to him that I could read. And I was like, wow, Grant Williams is definitely losing it. They yeah. Were, that was the problem with the Celtics, too. They did not handle. They didn't know what game they were playing. Are you playing basketball? Are you playing like the the tug of war with Draymond? Are you playing the refs? What are you, you know, like what are you doing? And the refs eventually kind of I mean, Steve Kerr, Marcus Smart flopped two times in a row early in the game. And Steve Kerr was yelling at the refs and he was like, are we going to do this all night? That's back to back flops. And one of them, I wasn't sure it was a flop, but regardless, it's Marcus Smart. So it was was Marcus Smart. So it probably was a flop. And I do have to give some credit to the officials. And maybe it was because Adam Silver wasn't in the building. But the officials, for the most part, even though the Warriors, I think, had three free throws going into the fourth quarter or fourth quarter on the game, for the most part, I mean, the officiating wasn't egregious. I said on the last show that I thought it would be um, Hall of Fame. I did, too. That's what I, I was surprised. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. I think I have to give credit to Mark Tatum because I think Tatum, yes. uh, as a leader of men, I think he did a great job. He, cl- he cleaned up a lot of that garbage. He did. Yeah. He did. Mark. T- I like the Mark Tatum era. Uh, of the NBA. I like where we're headed as a league. This, the league is in good hands is what I'm saying. To you. Yeah, I agree. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. <laughs> if you use the phrase, the league is in good hands, you can no longer be talking about guys 25 and under. You have to be talking about Mark Tatum. That's what that <laughs> phrase is referred to uh, henceforth. How about Danny Ainge being there? How cool is that? What was that? Bad. Why was he right that he was literally the first person to shake Steve Kerr's hand? Was he on the bench for the game? Right, I mean, he literally was right there when Steve Kerr got done with that game. And if you're Steve Kerr, like you're like, man, I just keep seeing this guy. After Steve Kerr, dude. Him. If you're a Jazz fan, you're like, what is going on? Yeah, like isn't this the guy that's supposed to be leading our franchise to to you know new the promised land? Isn't this the, the guy that's supposed to be literally. bringing Gordon Hayward here? <laughs> What's yeah, yeah. going on? <laughs> Yeah, those those Utah people love being led to the promised land. That's how they that's how they got there in the first place. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But Danny, what are we doing, dude? You're she's, yeah. he's, he's like, like hanging out with his ex girlfriend. You're like Danny, let it go, man. And and where's no. Brad Stevens? I didn't get any Brad Stevens no. cutaways tonight, dude. I'm, I I that's kind of how I knew no. that the Celtics weren't really set on winning because I was like, where's no. Brad Stevens? No, Adam Silver's NBA. Brad Stevens is the Boston guy, I think, and Mark Tatum's NBA. Brad Stevens sees sees what what it is. Brad Stevens has clarity. I think Brad Stevens, it is officially Brad Stevens' rumor season. Um, and and that has the juices flowing in a way, Tate. I mean, I 
I got to say, like, th- th- this really is my favorite time of year when the Boston Celtics get eliminated from the playoffs and I get to start thinking about all the ways to bring Brad home. Um, yeah. And he's not coming to Indiana. We know that. He's not going to Butler right now. But there, there is a path back to the state of Indiana. I don't know if he coaches high school, maybe. Like, maybe we get him to Brownsburg. He could coach, uh, he could coach the dogs to a couple state championships. Uh, he already coached Gordon Hayward. Oh, you know, we have that great, connection. It's a, great, so. it's a great gym. I could see him in there. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But boy, the wheels are turning. Uh, the fact that, as you said, we didn't we didn't get much Brad chatter tonight. Um, none, none at all. There was there were no shots of Brad in the at least from what I saw. I didn't see every single. There was no. Of, yeah, I, I from what I recall, maybe I went I, to the restroom or something. Yeah, and, yeah, maybe I stood up and there were Brad Stevens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't really see any cutaways. Uh, is is the man trying to distance himself from this putrid, putrid? putrid uh, NBA franchise that is the Boston Celtics. I, I think it's something you have to consider, Tate. I think it is something you have to consider and let the rumor mill do what it does. I know there, there are a lot of people out there that love to throw out rumors about Brad Stevens. And uh, to those people, I say, go ahead, do it. I, I would love to see what you come you. up with. I dare you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to partake, but I'll let you guys do it. And uh... <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm so excited. I'm going to have so many different uh I'm gonna have so many different ideas. Uh, in, like the next show we do, honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna have so many past the Brad to Villanova, Brad Stevens to Kansas. It is it is nice because <laughs> like Bill self retires. If they did win this, Brad Stevens. If the Celtics win this title, Brad Stevens is an executive forever, right? I mean, he is a he will be bouncing around a la Danny Ainge, you know, building franchise. Yeah, I but but like what sucks is if he wins the title. I think you're right, but like. I don't think he would want to. I think he wins the title, and in his heart, what would have happened was he would have said, "This is too this is cool. This is cool. This is too easy, and it doesn't count." Like this, I wasn't in the trenches with the boys. Like that's that's how you. That's how it really counts is when I'm in the locker room every day. Um, so I think in his heart, he would have then wanted to coach. But what would happen is he would have been tabbed as like a, a, a golden boy executive, and he he would have been stuck. He would have he would have had handcuffs on him that he could never got out of front office because he's. He's an NBA champion who orchest- who brilliantly, brilliantly, Tate, signed Derek White and Al Horford. I mean, those moves were just unbelievable. Some of these the, – the genius of Brad Stevens as an executive – No one would have had the to gall sign- to make such a move to bring Al Horford back to this team, to lead this team. And I will say Al Horford, Al Horford was the key in the third quarter, right? I mean, he was the one – if there was anyone in the series, if you came to me and said, who was going to bring Boston back in this game, it was – Al Horford and the number two was Jalen Brown. You know, yeah. what I mean? those are the two guys that I thought could actually get them back in this game. Marcus Smart wasn't going to do it, even though he was going to, you know, like you said, flail around and flop around to make it happen. But, ugh, it what was. Do, what do the Celtics do for real? Because I, I think a uh, hundred turnovers for the playoffs for Jason Tatum, most ever. A hundred. The, the, these Celtics are a far worse team than the 2012 uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, are they not? And that was a team with the young core that. Everyone finals, was like, watch out. Like, this team's going to be They'll be there. back. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be back. This team is far worse than that team. Far less talent on this team. And um, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm I, I'm not even trying to be a Celtics hater. Like, I, I, like that, that's why I would be disgusted if I was a Celtics fan. Because, like, some part of you has to know it is very, very highly unlikely that the Boston Celtics will ever be in a position where they, they will be favored to win an NBA championship again. Because the Bucs... The Bucs are better than them. The Bucs are the Bucks almost beat them without Chris Middleton. Um, they they maybe could have. Like there was a coin flip even at the end, and then they just it became a make shots game. And and for God's sakes, no one on the Milwaukee Bucks could make a wide open three. Um, 
the Heat are gonna sign By nobody, somebody. You mean Grayson Allen. Grayson yeah, Allen. Yeah, I mean Grayson Allen. Uh, the Heat are gonna sign somebody in the offseason. Like I, I know that to be true, and I don't even know how the I, you know, I'm I'm one of the most clueless people. When it comes yeah, there's to a lot of rumors that Dwayne Wade is uh, was basically a plant with the Utah Jazz to to recruit Donovan Mitchell yeah. to Miami. That's the but that's it's the like hot rumor on the streets. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's Miami. Like you're gonna get they're they're gonna the 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 Heat the Lakers will always no matter what offseason. Like it's funny that the people that hate the Lakers and and I'm kind of lukewarm on the Lakers to be honest with you. I don't I'm certainly not a fan. I probably don't really hate them that much. But like uh, it seems like people that hate the Lakers are now celebrating that the Lakers as a franchise are dead moving forward because they're tied up and they they hemorrhage their future to get Anthony Davis. You know, and I don't know as an outsider, I'm like it's 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 the goddamn Lakers. They're gonna find a way. Like yeah. they always do. This is the frustration I have with this stupid league is that the Lakers always have a get out of jail free card. And I feel like the Heat are pretty much the exact same way that they'll always be able to sign any free agent they want. They probably will this offseason. They're going to be awesome. They're probably yeah. going to sign like Bradley Beal or, or find a way to get Donovan Mitchell or <laughs> Dame Lillard. Whatever, whatever, or, whatever, or honestly, all three of them. They're going to get all three. Think of. Yeah. I mean, Damian Lillard, he might end up, yeah. End up down yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's. There's always someone, and Pat Riley basically threatened a, a reporter to a, a push-up con, push contest You know, at the end of the season when they asked him about his age and if he was thinking about retiring. So he's not even close to being done. LeBron comes back to Miami. I don't I mean, know. It, Zion. Because is, is Zion uh, Miami? It, it, I mean, like, that, 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 the, heater, the Heater a team, the point is, like, the Heater a team that uh, – Literally every single guy is on the on the table to be. I think I, I really do. Like I, I, they, I mean, look they, at the Mavericks. The Mavericks make a trade for Christian Wood, and I'm not really sure Christian Wood is that guy. But they could also flip Christian Wood into someone like DeAndre Ayton. So you know what I mean. There is a lot of moves that are being made because there are a lot of teams that think that they have the guy to do it. Luca and the Mavs, they think they have the guy to do it. Miami thinks they have Jimmy Butler. They're trying to add one more guy with him and Bam. And then we'll get that one more guy is my point. Yeah, I guess. I mean, exactly. Fight. Miami is yeah. the one. Miami and the Lakers are the two franchises that will always get the guy. I and Milwaukee has the three guys. They have the three guys. I mean, they really do. I mean, they, they have to find that other starter. It's not Grayson Allen, but they have the three guys that could really do it. Um, when you talk about Drew Holiday, Giannis, and Chris. So... I mean, if you're Boston, what is the next step? I think the next step is basically trying to hunker down, block out all the noise, and hopefully learn a major lesson from from this finals. And the major lesson is basically you were the better team and you lost because you turned the ball over and you were careless and you got caught up yeah. in, in complaining to the officials, which your your coach said to you. I don't understand. I mean, obviously, there's a difference between hearing it and, and reacting to it and acting on it, but, man, it just... It was it wasn't good. It wasn't fun to watch, and and it was obvious that they were the better team, based on what we had seen prior. But Steph Curry was the best player by far, and that goes back to: Do you really have a star in Boston? Do you have a Do you have your guy? Do you have no. him? No, <laughs> I don't think so. No, I saw enough of. Uh, I saw enough from Jason Tatum. To, uh, I mean, like twenty four is not that young. By the way, I know like yeah. we make we make jokes about um, everyone talking about Tatum's age and. Uh, you know, this is this is not a, a a new thing I'm pointing out here, but um, I don't I don't know. I he's he I would say Jason if Jason Tatum doesn't get an ounce better the rest of his career, I I would not be surprised by that. I'd like to think he will, and I I assume he will. I assume he'll add stuff to his game and and get better. But I mean, it's not like you know, it's it's not like this guy's a raw 
prospect that we're watching develop in front of our eyes. I mean, we've, we've, we've seen him for five years. We've, we've seen him on big stages time and time again. Like this isn't, I mean, this is his first trip to the final. So I guess you can make that argument that like, it's a different kind of pressure. I don't know. He's played in a million game sevens. He's played, you know, like, like I went to the conference I, I, finals his rookie year. Yeah. I feel like I've seen enough from Jason Tatum to have a good idea of the player. He is. He's a very, very good player. The man will be in the basketball hall of fame when it's all said and done. I I'll, almost certainly, um, I, I, he, he's, he's not an all-time guy. He's just not, I, I, I don't get, I, when I watch him play, I'm not like, I'm not inspired. I'm not like, yeah, it's just like, like every so often one of his scripted moves starts working um, and, and he pours in 40 something points and that's cool. And I appreciate it. And I'm like, this is, this is on those nights. It is sort of fun to watch him, but as a whole, the Jason Tatum experience is not something that I, I myself as a basketball fan want to consume more of. Every single year, I'm not going. To, I'm not going into next season saying, "Man, I can't wait to see more of Jason Tatum next season." I'm just not saying that. And I might. I honestly might be saying that about Jalen Brown, which is crazy. Like, I, I would love to see Jalen Brown. Like, I, I do I think Jalen Brown Rob has Williams. a dog in him. I want to see, see Rob Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Jason that's Tatum. I've kind of Celtics. You're excited about about Rob Williams. You're excited about Grant Williams. You're excited about Jalen Brown. You're happy with Marcus Smart. You know, you're worried about you know trying to. Re- the void of Al Horford and I think you're thinking to yourself how do we get Jason Tatum to either be that guy or how do we flip him into you flip him you do the you do the Jason Jason Tatum for LeBron (laughs) straight up you make that trade yeah and uh I would try to trade him for Curry uh he's top five right some people said he was the best two-way player in the league um so I I would try that I would I would I would we should oh dude I I thought about this you know what we should do This, this would be a great way to contextualize where Jason Tatum is uh ranks in the hierarchy we should make a list of like guys um you would trade but like how how much they're worth and trading and do like a, ra- a power rankings of like oh wow of the, of the guys in the nba and you do like the number one guy that's like he he's the most worth he's he's worth the most in trade terms and you do like a ranking of it and then you see like who you know does that make sense no one's done that no one's done yeah. that <laughs> It's just an idea I had. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I would read it. <laughs> I uh, I'm I am going to be fascinated though to see how the tailspin of this situation turns. Um, you know, because if if he is really a Kobe fan, I would expect him to have taken more mid range shots in the series. Right? There were multiple times where Jason Tatum pump fakes. He has a, a drive. He gets into space, and then he's kind of like stuck in no man's land. And it's like this is Kobe zone. This is Kobe pull up. Wait, uh, like, I, I, I don't understand. Yeah, he does not like, have you the watch pull all up. the Kobe tape. Like, why would you not? Like, you know what I mean, dude? The two like, dribble like, pull up where you're Kobe. Yeah, where how how tall is he? Six eight, six nine. Like, yeah, guarded by Curry at times. How yeah. do you not take two dribbles and pull up at the elbow and just like that's all day? That should be all day for that dude. And when you're no one's blocking that shot and. I don't know. That that's a scripted move we got to work on. We got to talk to Drew Hanlon and uh, add that to the repertoire instead of these gather steps. That's the step. It's going to be fucking, videos coming out on the Instagram. Yeah, Drew yeah. Hanlon working with Jason Tatum on uh, jumping off two feet and yeah, on, uh, yeah two a dribble. triple. He he added like a, a double euro step or use the gather. Look at this creative thing. Like if you pick your dribble up a half second later, you actually get a cheat. You get a you get a gather into the gather, mm-hmm. and you do a double euro. And then you do a reverse, and these are the moves that Jason Tatum's working on with like traffic cones set up on the court. And then he's yeah. got like some like fat like twenty two year old kid that's guarding him. 
<laughs> it's like five six like and then people are going to be like 215 this is going to be the difference, yeah. be the difference yeah. when it comes to the playoffs you're like what <laughs> it's not the time red quick break to talk about our friends at coors light today today uh before game six this is a true story i was out doing some uh some some product research we'll call it i was uh i was at the beach today uh i am the hardest working man in show business but every so often i make time for myself I'm at the beach having a few Coors Lights. Maybe I have one too many. I uh, I fall asleep. I take a nice little nap there on the beach, Tate. And uh, I'm awoken from my nap by a familiar voice. And I say to myself, I, I know this voice. This is a voice I know well. How do I know this voice? I'm But I'm stuck in that like mid-sleep stupor as you're slowly, slowly waking up. You're like, am I dreaming this? Is this a real voice? Sure enough, it was a real voice. I look over 20 yards from me is a man by the name of Gus Johnson Tate, a man that you pointed out on the show was a Marina Del Rey guy mm. Marina not guy. too long ago. Through and through. And I see him as I'm having my Coors Lights, and I'm like, this is these are all my favorite things at the same time. I'm at the beach with Coors Lights with Gus Johnson. I uh, I was going to go over, offer him a Coors Light. I decided against it because – the, the people I respect most in my life are people that would be disgusted by me bothering them in public. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Gus Johnson might be one of those guys. Like I respect <laughs> him so much. He's been on the show. He's literally been on the show. Yeah. That's the worst part is that he's been on yeah. our show and he, yeah, he would just like in that environment, he's like, okay, young buck. No, yeah, 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 exactly. I did. It was, it was a don't meet your hero situation, which is hilarious. Cause I've literally met my hero a handful of times and uh, I still let him. <laughs> he's been a guest on my show. I've, my hero has been a guest. On my show. Not only has he been a guest on the show, we had a great moment together oh. asking about Howard. He's, he's, he's tearing yeah. up. Uh, what a moment that was but uh that was such a great episode that anyway this <laughs> wow. this moment with gus johnson was brought to you by coors light on the uh, beaches of marina del rey so shout out to my my, my coors light people summer is around the corner officially memorial day is the unofficial start of summer next week is the true official start of summer if coors light is not your beer of the summer you are sorely mistaken you have made a a you're just simply you, you, you don't get it you're not one of them once i'll put it that way hmm. because there's only one beer out here that's literally made to chill and that's coors light the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold that way you always know when it's time to chill when you need to hit reset open a coors light it's mountain cold refreshment made to chill make the most of your summer with a chance to win exclusive chill merch fun local experiences wait what even a trip to new york chicago or los angeles enter to win at coorslight.com slash t and t no purchase necessary speed six ends 8 15 22 game ends 9 6 22 all 50 states dc 21 and over only void where prohibited visit coorslightsummer.com for rules celebrate responsibly coors brewing company golden colorado And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Also got to talk about our great friends at Roback Activewear. Best way to describe Roback is best fit, best feel. We love Roback when it comes to quality. Roback does not miss. I... I really do love Roback, Tate. I, I got to say, the, the the sweatshirts that they sent over are perfect. I've gone on and on about these performance hoodies. At this point, if you listen to the show, you know how much I love these performance hoodies. If, if, you, if you see me out and about, you probably see me wearing one of these things. I, I've been wearing them. As the weather's getting a little hotter here in LA, I still find myself throwing on a performance hoodie just out of habit. Uh, I got to start transitioning over to the performance polos, though. I got to get out on the golf course with you, I think. I think that's it. I got to... Let's go. We got to go golfing. I'm going to bring my Roback performance polo. It is the only polo I wear. You can't find a better looking, better 
feeling performance polo, even if you're not a polo guy, these polos are just too good to not throw on for a night out. Their prints somehow keep getting better and better. I love their prints. I love, I follow Roback on Instagram now and I just like hit refresh on their feed and see what, what prints those boys are cooking up over there at Roback. It's amazing. Love those performance polos. Go use code Titus at Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first purchase through the end of the week. That's R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. 20% off all polos. Get your polo game right for golf season, man. You got to get your polo games right. Quarter zips and hoodies. I know it's not hoodie season in most of the country, but I'm telling you, these hoodies are incredible. Go check them out. Use code Titus, Roback.com. Make sure to jump on the new stuff now, just in time for the summer. Roback.com, promo code Titus. Let's do the legacy talk. Legacy, legacy talk's fun. Uh, we already kind of touched on Steph's legacy. Um, I, I think he's done enough to make the Hall of Fame for sure at this point, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I think he's going to be uh, – Yeah, he's I gonna, think so. I think he's going to be in Cooperstown, is it? Is that where the Hall of Fame is? Is it – Where the baseball is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so, with Jeter. Him and Jeter. They just put it next to Jeter. They're like, Curry, just like Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> The Derek Jeter of the NBA. The Derek Jeter of the NBA. <laughs> he gets it. Uh, he gets it. The Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, he's he's the great. He, no, the the Baseball Hall of Fame announces that they're finally putting in the uh, the legendary San Francisco athlete that everyone's been waiting on. And everyone's like, "Oh my God, Barry Bonds at long last!" Yeah, that? finally, Bonds. He deserves it. <laughs> um. No, we, we, I guess we touched on Curry enough, uh, as is we, the, Andrew Wiggins is interesting, I guess. Cause, uh, um, we've, he, he's sort of been the story of the, the finals, the playoffs. We, we've, we've talked about him on a lot of these shows and, uh, how he's, um, both redeemed himself, but also not done a damn thing different than he's done his entire career and how hilarious that is. And how, I guess like, will we learn a lesson? We being the collective basketball community moving forward that like, maybe don't shit on guys all the time and be quick to call guys bust because how many guys out there that, that you would say don't have the dog in them, Tate, that you would say are, are going to have forgettable careers that if you just magically drop them on the Milwaukee bucks next year, suddenly you'd be like, actually that guy's awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I feel like there's a lot of guys that that would be the case. There's a lot of guys. And the best part was they asked Wiggins after the game. They're like, what was the difference going to the Warriors? Why'd you, why'd you fit in well here? He was like, cause I wanted to win, you know? And I think yeah. that if you ask a lot of these guys, yeah, I think that a lot of them want to win as much as people like the, the paint with broad strokes and say, these guys don't want to win. Now, granted, we do know some people that don't want to win Ben Simmons, right? I mean, yes. we, we see them blatantly in front of us, but at the end of the day, I think if even he was put in the right environment, which maybe it will be Brooklyn, he would be like, hey, I want to play hard and I want to win. I want to do the little things to win. And Andrew Wiggins looked like he was disassociated uh, in Minnesota. It seemed like it just wasn't a great fit from the get-go. And here with Golden State, it wasn't like it was easy money. It took a while. There were growing pains. There was a lot of people this offseason that were like, Wiggins is not good. They should trade him. They should flip him, so to to speak, Mm -hmm. like to say on the show. So for Wiggins, I think if there was a comeback number one pick award, I don't think there is, but I'm sure uh, we should make one, and it should be the Andrew Wiggins Award, um, the number one pick that everyone gave up on and quit on, and he and he came back and made it possible. Um, you know what I mean? And and we call it the Andrew Wiggins Award. Markel Fultz is going to be upset about it, but at the end of the day, Wiggins just won a championship. That's forever, and I think. Going from a bust to an all an all star starter and a champion and the guy that kind of you know helped take take you over the hump by playing great defense and rebounding, nobody would have thought that would have been Andrew Wiggins. So shout out to Wiggins. 
Um, yeah, that, 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 legacy is intact. Legacy is intact. Legacy intact. intact. <laughs> Lock it in. <laughs> Let's do our legacy tiers. Uh, these are the the following have their legacies intact. Uh, Steph, no. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy for Wiggins. W- Wiggins, Steph, Steph, I was most happy for. Uh, Wiggins, I was number two on in terms of the the guys I was happiest for of uh, on the Warriors for for winning this title because yeah we, we we've talked about it extensively. I think we can move on at this point. Um, Draymond <laughs> is. A legend. Draymond's a legend. I think I think Draymond, like Okie Dokie and us, and and by us I mean me, and getting me so pissed off at the start of these finals because he was half assing it and like bringing nothing to the table. And, yeah. and, and the, Draymond was in a position at the start of this finals that the Warriors losing. I, I probably said this on the show. The Warriors losing the finals to the Celtics was going to be Draymond's fault. I was going of to course. point the finger at Draymond and say, "You did." Everyone this. wants. Everyone's yes. going to say, "Trade Draymond for LeBron." Yes, that was the <laughs> offseason. Uh, it was. It was a hundred percent going to be his fault. Um, and you know, he 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 does his podcast and he, he takes it on the chin and like, I guess that's admirable, but at the same time, it was kind of annoying. It was like, all I ever wanted for me, Draymond was to play better tonight. He finally puts it all together. This was the vintage Draymond game. This was the, like when, when Draymond pretends like he's impacting the game in ways that don't show up at the box scores, it turns out most of the time, the way he impacts the game does in fact show up at the box score. Yeah. As it turns out, like when you crash the boards, rebounds have a way of finding their their way into your hands you know and, and assisting when i think he had yeah. like eight or nine assists in this game and you know yeah. the two threes yes. that he hit were crucial i mean they they kind of just set the tone and they also deflated the hell out of the boston celtics i mean jordan Poole banked in a three and draymond hit a three and you could see boston on the bench like their their actual bench was physically reeling and they mentioned in the broadcast they're like marcus smart came over and jalen brown was like why do you guys have that look on your face well that look was i can't believe draymond green made a three yeah 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 <laughs> i would have been sick too yeah <laughs> um well, who, who else oh here's the legacy that took a huge hit uh game six clay yeah five five for 20 yeah, that it, it, and you could tell that he was trying. He was trying yeah. to conjure up the magic, but Sh- I knew. Shout was, out to yeah, Jordan Sh- Poole wore the shirt. That was when I knew. It was, oh, is that it? Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Tom Haverstrow, friend of the program. He's been on the show. Remember we had him on to talk about yeah. uh, Steve Wake Forbes Forrest getting the workforce job. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Tom, how do you feel about your uh, coach spiking a <laughs> spiking a COVID mask? He was like. That one was tough, uh, but we're going <laughs> to... Like Tim uh, Duncan, Chris Paul. I saw Tom Haverstrow has got his uh, Basketball Illuminati show, which is my favorite titled show in, in all of sports media punditry, uh, mm-hmm. to have a show called Basketball Illuminati. I'm very jealous of him. Um, but he, I saw he pointed out that the game five clay in the playoffs has actually been... The, the stats back it up. The game, that game six clay has always been a myth. Wow. Like game five clay is actually the guy. That is hilarious um, because I told you, remember I told you at game five, the Warriors fans, there were Warriors fans that were chaining game five clay. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. the fan next to me was like, shut up. It's game shut six. Play these idiots. So maybe they were like more learned than he was. He was like these idiots. They don't know. Well, that's, that's analytics versus just vibes, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think true. the analytics say it's game five. I test. Clay. Vibes the say <laughs> the eye test is game I test. I test. I test. Game six, and honestly, the Warriors won the title in Boston in Game six. I think uh, you know the the that Game six Clay legacy might actually be okay because I think as more time goes on, we're all going to forget that he went five for twenty. We're just going to remember that the Warriors clenched in Game six, and Clay was on the team. 
Seriously. Clay played. Clay did some stuff that showed that didn't show up in the box score. People forget that. That he people was, forget. Uh, and at the end of the day, I mean, Clay, the redemption of Clay, and the fact that everyone likes Clay made a lot of people pull for the Warriors in this series, right? You know, there's a lot of people that are over Steph Curry and they don't like Draymond. I mean, Clay Thompson really is the glue guy, and the glue is he's likable and affable. And there's a lot of people that like his dad, Michael Thompson. And as much as Game Six, Clay took a hit. Like you said, we just build up Game Five, Clay. There, there's always another day for Clay, and there's always another chapter. And he is just how could you not love him? You know what I mean? Mark Jackson even said that during the broadcast. He's like, he's always honest. Like, holy yeah. cannoli! Yeah, he holy said, like that was the most honest. That like it was just like the most like Clay thing to say. Holy, you cannoli. know, what, you know what spoke to me was uh, he was doing a uh, press conference the other day. I forget what game it was. And, uh, it all blends together at a certain point. But uh, he was talking about the uh, how he how he always jumps in the ocean, and uh, he's, the, yeah. the ocean has healing powers. Did you see that, Cliff? Yeah, Where he was talking about how the he thinks the ocean has healing powers and all that. And, and I agree, I, with him. boy. As as a beach bum myself, Marina Del Mark was uh was 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 vibing with that for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I just go I just go ride those waves, Tate, and I just I, I feel like I could conquer anything. When when yeah. Clay Thompson, everyone thought he was just like high out of his mind talking about that, and I was nodding along, just like yes, Clay. I get yes, it. Clay, I, I would I would Clay. I would go to the church of Clay Thompson after that. I would listen to to him to his sermons after uh, <laughs> after hearing him talk about that. Um, some other legacies I want to talk about: Otto Porter Jr. Tate. Uh, Georgetown legend Otto Porter is this? Uh, wh- where does he rank in the hierarchy of like Roy Hibbert and Jeff Green and Otto Porter? Now I think Otto Porter mm-hmm. has to eclipse those two, right? Jeff yeah, Green never yeah. won a title. People forget Jeff Green. Well, he won a championship. People forget because uh, he, he did. Yeah, he won the Eastern Conference <laughs> Championship with oh, LeBron James right. uh, right. in 2018. They that's won right. the Eastern Conference Championship, and he helped them win that game. So Jeff Green is a champion. LeBron taught us that that you don't have to win the championship to be a champion. That's right. Uh, but other than that, you're right. I mean, I think is Georgetown basketball back is what I'm asking. Is Otto Porter bringing Georgetown basketball back? Yes, in a word, yes. I in think a word, so. yes. It's it's. <laughs> he started in the finals. He started two games yeah. in the NBA finals. I mean, put that up on some sort of social media page, tweet it out, and we'll retweet it and say Big Ten Stat of the Week. That's how you do it, Georgetown. That's how you yep. really get back in the game. That's absolutely right. And then the last, uh, oh, two more, two more legacy shoutouts for the Warriors. Uh, Gary Payton. Finally, won a uh, an NBA. His, his father uh, went ring chasing on the Lakers. Yeah, lost to the uh, Pistons in 04. Mm-hmm. Um, never, never did get his title. Never happened. But at long last, maybe that's why he named his son. He he, he named his son Gary Payton for that reason. Like Gary Payton would be a champion. He's like Gary Payton's a champion. So now, yeah. Gary Payton Senior will be going on television and telling everybody that Gary Payton's a champion. And yeah. and you'll think he's speaking in third person, and you'll be confused. But really, he's just talking about his son. Yeah, which is, and then everyone's like, "You can't hate on that." He just loves his kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great move. And finally, the most important legacy play that I want to point out about Game Six and and these NBA Finals. Oh, Jim's pointing out the GP oh, that's right. the Gary Payton that's right. He went the double. I forgot yeah. about that. He went double Shaq. I he went double. He went double ring chasing. Double Shaq. He went to the Celtics too. Yeah. Dude, that man was ring chasing. So- okay. All right. Yeah. Well, respect. <laughs> all right. Well, there it's you hard go. to get a ring when you're wearing gloves. You know? But yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's it's still good. It's still good that Gary Payton. All right. Well, I take it back then. Never mind. Gary Payton, the second you did nothing. Nobody cares. He also hurt the legacy oh, of Steph know. Curry because a lot of people say Steph Curry's a little guy, but he is the same size as Steph Curry. He is six three, and he was guarding Jason Tatum. And, and he's Jason dunking Brown. ferociously dunking on fast breaks. So, yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of people that are like, I don't know, man. That kind of hurts. <laughs> Steph Curry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steph. Are we sure Steph's a good athlete? Yeah. Exactly. 
<laughs> and then meanwhile, you look at Steph's mom and dad, and you're like, these, these yeah, teams these are, are insane. Good athletes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the most important legacy uh, play on the Warriors that I want to point out today is that Andre Iguodala had a trillion in game six. And what might be his last game in, the his, in, in, in wow. his entire NBA career. Uh, Andre Iguodala, who does a podcast with Evan Turner. Yes. Connect these dots, folks. Yeah. The, the legacy. Was he paying the, the club trillion legacy of Andre Iguodala to put up a trillion in his final, maybe his final NBA game as he goes out a champion, and then now is going to do a podcast with Evan Turner, and Evan Turner has to sit down. Boston Celtics fan Evan Turner, by the way, wow, that's true, has to now for the rest of his life because I guess he's just going to do. That's how podcasts work. Is is you're just stuck with your podcast partner for life? I guess I don't know. Um, he is going to have to sit down, Tate, and do a podcast with a man who went out a trillionaire, a trillionaire championship against his beloved Boston Celtics in Boston. It is so beautiful. I, I think I'm going to cry thinking about it. Like that is, that is the greatest thing yeah. for me personally that I've ever seen. Andre <laughs> Godala, club trillion. Welcome. I might send him a shirt. That's what you we should, should do. Yeah. You I should, should send, I should send, send Iggy a shirt. Yeah. yeah. We, we should have Iggy and Evan on the show. Eventually. I, I love that he paid homage to the show. I think that was a tip of the cap to the podcasters. You know what I mean? This is, Podcasters have to stick together out here. You know what I mean? You look it's at the true. TikTokers, they're like basically unionizing. They're all trying to be friends with each other. They're trying to make Great sure point. everyone gets paid and treated properly. Uh, Draymond Green, a podcaster just like us. Andre Iguodala. Formal apology. Yeah, it's like a great us. point, Tate. I'd like to formally apologize to Draymond. We got to all stick, to, stick together in this podcast game. I just, I was worried. I was worried he was going to be a poor reflection of podcasters, you know? Yeah. I was worried it was it was going to go poorly I'm, for us. And, the the best thing that happened tonight and the the thing that made me feel like I was connected to Draymond was I mean after Carolina beat Duke in the final four, I'm like, we're gonna go out, we're gonna party, we're gonna celebrate. But guess what we had to do? Because we we put our job first and foremost. We had to do a podcast. And I had to go sure. back, we had to lock in, we had to do a podcast. And that's what Draymond had to do tonight. He I'm sure he wanted to go to whatever casino they rented out, smoke cigars with the boys, you know, throw back some shots, but no. You got to dedicate yourself to the game. You got to go do your podcast. You got to let the people know. So shout out to Draymond. One of us, I'm sure Iggy did his podcast, like you said, with Evan Turner. If Evan showed up, uh, <laughs> podcasters forever. We got to stick together. Shout out to uh, Evan. Who, who's who's uh, Celtics legacies? Who's who's is tarnished most? It's Tatum, right? Tatum is the most tarnished. Tarnished I, legacy. I, legacy I tarnished. Brown. We just put out a graphic that said it's like Tatum, and it's like. Uh, he's hanging his head, and it's this huge Horford legacy, legacy boosted Brown legacy boosted Ime Udoka legacy boosted. Yep, I think those are the only three boosted on the team. Marcus Smart, I think he held, he held. You know what I mean? He, he's just at par. I don't think yeah. he went either way. Um, who else on the Celtics really took? Uh, I, th- uh, I mean, uh, J- Jalen Brown held. Legacy bumped the 2008 Celtics because oh, oh, dude. You thought yes. that we were done hearing stories about the 08 Celtics. They're coming back around. Uh, the 08 Celtics were the only team to come back from down 15 at halftime in NBA Finals history. And this Celtics team, if they were anything like the 08, 08 Celtics, they would have come back. So, Cut to Paul great. Pierce, and he's doing the Drake deal when, when KD tore his Achilles and Drake was pretending to be mad. Yeah. And that's Paul yeah. Pierce tonight. Yeah, deep like, down, Paul Pierce is like pulling for the Warriors just so 08 never goes away. Yeah, he, of course. I mean, as soon as it happens, it's over. It's done. Paul Pierce puts out a tweet. Congrats to my fellow Kansas guy, Andrew Wiggins. Kansas Kansas folks stay winning. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Jay, Jayhawks won the chip, and now another Kansas guy gets it done. 
<laughs> Rock shot, <I>, baby. <laughs> I, do, I do think Andrew Wiggins was the people's champ or the players' champ, I should say. Like the players that watch the finals, yeah, sure, Steph. They're like cool for Steph, but I think they all were like, I respect huge, did. Yeah. huge legacy win for Canada, by the way. Steve Nash could never get over the hump. What? Who else is Canadian? <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> Kyle Wilcher. Uh, never. Jim, Jim Cunningham says Pam Anderson. Perfect. Is Kyle Wilcher Canadian? No, I was thinking of Kelly Olenek, aren't I? Kyle Wilcher feels like he's from Washington. Kyle, where, where's Kyle Wilcher from? Let me pull that up. We should, <laughs> we, should, we should do a show in the offseason where we're just like, dude, he is Canadian. He was right. He's, he's from Portland, but he's, uh, he's, he's a dual citizen of U.S. and Canada. So... I know, but I, I was probably thinking of uh, Olenek more so. Um, anyway, a huge they could have for used, Canada. Honestly, the Celtics could have used Kelly Olenek tonight. Kelly yeah. Olenek won a game seven. People forget. He did. He won a game <laughs> seven for the Boston Celtics. People forget this. It happened. I watched it. I was shocked. We should, we should do our power rankings of guys. Uh, this, if the Celtics would have had them on the team, they would have won the finals. Yeah. This is what they need. Kyrie's number one. Gary Payton's number two. Yeah. <laughs> the punk is son. <laughs> How great was it that the Celtics fans who have gotten a lifetime out of, uh, they'll get a lifetime of content out of LeBron quitting on his team in yeah. front of their very eyes in Boston when LeBron quit on the Cavs, um, took his jersey off before he got back to the locker room, then announced he's going to Miami. And Celtics fans have, I mean, that has been like red meat to them for, for years and years. They have loved making fun of LeBron for quitting uh, on his team. Had to have to now sit with watching this Boston Celtics team quit on them in front of the very eyes. This young team that they're going to be stuck with for the next, this young core that they're going to be stuck with for the next five to 10 years. They have to live with that. These guys quit in the NBA finals in game six, right in front of the very eyes. Yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> I don't know how you sit with that. I don't know how you stomach that. I, I think that's the biggest legacy. You know, you asked about the legacy. The Boston Celtics legacy, I think, took the Ooh, biggest great hit, point right, as a franchise, right? The, the, the chase for 18. Should, Boston, should they go to Vegas or well, Seattle? Well, it goes back to the number two the franchise. Yeah, good point. Seattle? This is the number two Seattle Celtics has a good ring about, to it. Right, because they're number yeah. two to the Lakers. And, mm -hmm. you know, Adam Silver, he knew that they were number two and he wanted to give them. And he was like, I, I can't be in the building to watch this happen. So, uh, yeah, the Boston Celtics, big hit, big legacy hit. Uh, yeah, that's it's devastating. But uh, will they yeah, be yeah. able to handle it? Will, will they lose any sort of confidence after this? <laughs> I need a uh, I need to do some research on it's got me thinking now, like Wiggins being a uh, like top three guys on NBA teams that are from Canada that have won titles. Is Wiggins mm. the guy? Is Wiggins like now the... Is he Maple Jordan officially? Yeah. Does that make it official? And what does this mean about Ben Matherin? Because like, I, I, you know, Pacers sitting at number six, dude. I'm, I'm starting to get excited about Matherin now. I like Can that. That's been the knock on Canadians. They don't have that dog in them. Yeah. That's always been the knock. <laughs> Jim says Jim Anthony, Bennett. Anthony Bennett, his favorite Canadian. <laughs> did Anthony Bennett win a title? Yeah, I think he did, right? He was he was on those Cavs teams, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Bennett had like two good games that I remember watching, and I was like, "Oh, I kind of see it." <laughs> uh, and it was and gone. it's gone. Yeah, um, there it goes. Um, any uh, shout outs? Anything else? Closeouts? And any uh... shout out? Shout out to Steve Kerr. Um, when I was a kid, I was watching Phil Jackson coach the Lakers, and I always and obviously, you know, after watching him with the Bulls, but I was always thinking to myself, there will be no, there will never be another coach that can just 
you know, be around greats and just continue to win championships. And Steve Kerr is the new Phil Jackson. That's what I realized tonight. Nine championships. He's two away from Phil. Five as a player. Four as a coach. I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors get back to another finals. Uh, I wouldn't say this would be their last finals. So uh, just the fact that Steve Kerr do you is think, on a Phil Jackson level of rings right now is pretty shocking. Do you think Steve Kerr is um, lucky? Sorry, 13 rings for Phil Jackson, uh, pl- player he won too. Um, do you think like, like, cause I, okay, so this is, this is going to be the, the, the biggest head thing I've ever said. So like, I want to preface it by saying I'm not likening myself to Steve Kerr or Tate. Yeah. Um, in no way, shape or form other than to say this, that when I think back on my basketball career and some of the teammates I've had and some of the teams I've been on, obviously I had nothing to do with how good they were. I, I was, it's not, I, I, I had to do with how good our high school team was, which is why we never won shit. Um, <laughs> but other than that, like I was, I was lucky to walk on an Ohio state team that goes to the final four. I was lucky to uh, hit puberty before everyone else in Indiana. So then like, when Greg Oden and Mike Conley moved to Indiana and they were putting together an AU team, they wanted a kid who hit puberty on the team. And then I stopped growing. And, but then like, I, I was around them and I get to be a part of like this, this historic AAU run and, and play with all these NBA guys. And um, my point is Tate that like, I think back on it and it's, it's insane how lucky I was, but then like some people, some of my friends and family would be like, no, maybe, maybe you were playing a bigger part than you realize. And I'm like, you're all full of shit. And anyway, like when I see Steve Kerr, I want to believe that there's he's got like the winner's DNA and he's but then at the same time you're like this this son of a bitch is just like walking in he just like walks into the door and wins championships but then like on the one hand I, I think the coaching rings are, are worth the most obviously because like Mark Jackson kind of had I mean, not kind of he did have he did have these guys and he did, <laughs> he, did, he, did he did shit with them so I guess Steve deserves these but it is insane to think about just like the 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 I would love to compare notes on the mindset that Steve Kerr has because I can kind of identify with a little bit where you're like, this is kind of sick that we keep winning, but like, it, it might, I don't, it, it's not me, right? Like, I'm not doing, <laughs> yeah, I'm I not mean, doing this, right? <laughs> I, I mean, look, there's some, I mean, look, coaching at some level, as dumb as it is, you're like, it kind of depends on what these guys are doing out here. I mean, Greg Popovich is a great coach. We all know that, but what is he doing without Tim Duncan? I mean, right. You know what I mean? So I, that, that would be like the real, I mean, look at Phil Jackson, right? I mean, what a great fortuitous situation. I go from <laughs> my I know, it's true, it's true, yeah. Kobe and Shaq, like, my God, of course I'm the greatest. So in that sense, it's always a little bit about situation, but you're right. I mean, Steve Kerr is so non-assuming or unassuming that you're kind of like... <laughs> I'll put it this way. I, like, I, I, like a lot of people could sit here and do this, but at the same time, you know, he has Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich to pull from, so that's a pretty good group. I, I, I'll put it this way. I have, I have long thought of myself as a, a Forrest Gump of basketball and, and, and Jim's chomping at the bit to make the joke. I, yes, to Jim, in more, in more ways than one, I'm, I'm Forrest Gump. Uh, but in the sense that like, I, I was just like lucky to be at certain points at certain times. Like what, like when people find out that I played high school with Gordon, Hay- he was on my high school team when we went to high school together. It's, it's, it's hilarious. Cause like I've, I've, my identity has been wrapped up in Ohio state. And then sometimes if people know like the next level of, um, you know, if, if, if you're really going down my Wikipedia rabbit hole tape, then you know, like the AAU guys I played with, but then like people are like, wait, and you went to high school and you played like with Gordon. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I get it. Like I had nothing to do with how good he became, but like, that's pretty sick. I think of myself as a Forrest Gump tape. And then I watch Steve Kerr and I'm like, that's the real Forrest Gump. That's the guy that like, 
is just ho-humming his way through life. And he looks up and he's like, oh, is this another, this the Larry O'Brien yet again? Okay, I'll take it. Yes, thank you. Yes, all right, thank you. And uh, yeah. at a certain point, you win enough rings, you're like, he's obviously doing something. But then you like look at each individual ring and you're like, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, yeah. <laughs> Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Like, that's who won these. Um, I don't know. It's, it's so fascinating to me. because I mean, And I mean, what makes it, more fun to talk about too is that Steve Kerr is like so humble about it all and he'll hold straight up. Yeah, and no, obviously like such a good won. dude. Yeah, yeah. So um I don't know. And it reminds me of Kerr Creaso. Like when I see Steve Kerr, it immediately shoots me back to Arizona and Kerr Creaso. There you I'm, go. Okay, here we go. Wildcat Huge W for uh did did Arizona win a title after all this year? Kind of yeah. a little bit. Iguodala and Kerr. Yeah. Raising the trophy. Congrats to uh congrats to Arizona. congrats to all you Arizona fans that uh Watch your Wildcats flame out in the NCAA tournament and then watch the Suns choke in the playoffs. You guys are actually champions, as it turns out. You guys should be happy about this. This was Arizona's year all along. (laughs) Uh, Any other shout-outs? I want to shout out uh, – oh, Jim Jim pulled the stats. What do you got? Other Canucks to win a title. Tristan Thompson, Bill Winnington, Mike Schmerick on the 88 Lakers. Yeah, who could forget him? Yeah, Andrew Wiggins is number one by far. Tristan Thompson or Bill Winnington seem to be the – the other candidates. I, I mean, shout out Bill Kurt. Winnington. I love Bill Winnington. He's mad cool. But so Tris- Tristan Andrew Thompson Wiggins. or Andrew Wiggins? It's Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins, right? Yeah. By a mile. Yeah. By a mile. mile. All star yeah. starter versus That's Tristan true. Thompson. Are you kidding me? Well, I know. Yeah. It's a good question, though. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just asking questions. Dave. Don't kill me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm, um, I'm yelling for Andrew Wiggins' sake. <laughs> I want to shout out before we go the uh, Indiana High School All Stars who blew out Kentucky twice. Last weekend, I forgot. I meant to shout it out on the last show we did. Um, they didn't even have, we didn't have, we, I'm going to say we, um, didn't even have Mr. Basketball Braden Smith, the kid who's going to Purdue, the kid who's, yeah. who, who's coming off a of foot surgery and might have to be Purdue's starting point guard <laughs> as a true freshman coming off a of foot surgery. Um, the Indiana High School All Stars have beaten Kentucky seven times, seven games in a row. They're 44 and eight in their last 52, Tate. Hmm. The series is 102 and 44 all time. Kentucky is not a basketball state. It is it is an embarrassment of a basketball state, and uh, this proves it yet again. And I just wanted to point that out. You have no pro team. State. You have no pro team. Um, your your one of your college teams loses to a 15 seed. Unlike the state of Indiana, that certainly would never happen to an Indiana team. Mm-hmm. Um, your horse racing state. <laughs> your horse, horse racing state always through and through, and that proves it. So. <laughs> Speaking of losing a 15 seed, I think I think the Pacers are are tantalizing me with uh, Jaden Ivey. I think like like I'm starting to hear more chatter that the Pacers might actually be trying to trade up to take him. Like I said that the other day, jokingly, because mm-hmm. I don't because nothing ever goes right for the Pacers. But I think they might actually be doing it. I think they I think it might be an all hands on deck. Like we have to do whatever we can to get Jaden Ivey. Well, it's confirmed it's a three-man race. Jaden Ivey is not the number one race, uh, despite his talent. So, I mean, that's good news. That means that you're basically having to trade up two spots. you got to trade up to yeah. the fourth spot. Which yeah. I think that there's some room to get up to the fourth spot. I think I'm just worried. I'm there. worried about Detroit. I'm worried about Detroit. Detroit wants Ivey. Yeah. Detroit I'm worried about that. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think Detroit, if they hear that the Pacers are trying to jump them to number four, I know. They're, then they're trying to trade up to number four. I know. So we have like a whole separate one pick, you know what I mean? Battle going on at number four, which is going to be great. I know. And then you're going to end up with Benedict Matherin, and you're going to be really happy. And you're going to say, Man, I need to. <laughs> I will be happy. Matherin. I will be happy. That, that's where I'm at. And lock me in on that. Um, 
we're gonna we're gonna now pivot as a podcast, I guess, to uh, to draft talk next week. I guess is uh is what we're going to do. Is really everyone's pivoting draft, but... draft talk this week, and I, I find it erroneous. Let's pivot to it on Monday. next week. Yeah, um, the draft. Yeah, but I think you can lock me in on that. That that I I want I want Jay Nivey trade up to get Jay Nivey. If Detroit has a bigger package or better, a more lucrative package, and they they get the pick. Because it seems like the Kings don't want number four. It seems like the Kings are trying to get rid of number the Kings four. don't know what they want. They don't know. They don't know what they, they, know what they want. Move to. I'm not even sure that they want Mike Woodson. They're like, to, wait a second. <laughs> Who move to Vegas. Move You're to right. Vegas. That's a good one. LeBron. Um, oh my God. The Las Vegas Kings owned well, by LeBron. LeBron. Oh my God. That's a great move. You're right. It's done. It's That's done. a done deal. You can leave the colors, dude. Purple Mark, and black. That Mark Tatum crazy. is making that move. And also, Mark Tatum is literally our names mixed together, basically. So uh, I don't know if that has in here. We're a Mark Tatum podcast. <laughs> we're a Mark Tatum podcast. Yeah. Mark Tatum, come on the show. Let's talk about how we're going to save the NBA. Because I yeah, think, I think, this Mark. <laughs> I really think Mark Tatum can save the NBA. I think Mark Tatum and Steph Curry, Steph, Steph saved the NBA in 2016. Agreed. It was at its peak. That was, that was when the NBA, not since Jordan in 98, had the NBA ascended to such heights. It was back in a way it has not been back since 1998. Kevin Durant and Adam Silver killed it. Now <laughs> Steph Curry and Mark Tatum are here to save it again. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I also figured out like in the NBA uh, archetypes, it is pretty perfect that LeBron and Curry are kind of magic and bird, you know, and Giannis is Jordan. And then Giannis is going to win oh. like six during this decade. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, but he got beat up by Curry and he got beat up by LeBron. And, you know, when yeah. he played against them at their peak, they weren't that good. So just putting that out there. I think that's what I see. I see Curry, LeBron, Giannis. And what does that leave Kevin Durant with? A lot Nothing. of tweets. He's gonna a be lot of tweets. He's gonna be coming at people's necks. Tweet uh, through it. Yeah, yep. he's gonna have to tweet through it. But shout out to him because he is an all-time great. You know what I mean? But damn. Shout out to the uh, friends of the program that don't give a single shit about the NBA, but have still been listening to us uh, talk. I appreciate NBA. it. Nonetheless, uh, we love you guys. I mean, we. I don't know. We, we we've always we always want to make the show take just stuff we're interested in. Really, I guess that's it. That's yeah. why it's a you know. But well, we talk about golf every once yeah. in a while. More often than not, five hundred. Yeah, yeah. More often than not, it's college basketball. But you know, we we do like the NBA and we'll watch the NBA. And uh, so, thanks for joining us on this ride. And uh, hopefully, <laughs> we we should have just like. We should have just tested how many people are listening that aren't actually watching the NBA and just made up our own bullshit about what's going on. I, in the I would games. say of our ninety thousand, I would say probably seventy five thousand. <laughs> it's shout out to you guys. We love you guys. Uh, <laughs> all right, is that it? I think that's it. That's all I got. That's all. All I got. right, we will. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. Uh, NBA draft coming up, uh, and it is officially Brad Stevens' rumor season. So oh. we have that to look forward to. Can't wait. Rock and roll. Bang. Moses Mo Moses Moody Mo Mo Moody Moses Moody Moses Moody Moses Moody Michael Jordan Moron Mountain NBA champion. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>